Father God, we thank you. God, we bless your name, Holy Spirit, for um, today, this moment, right now. We thank you, God, because um, we all have come to your presence, God, with different things, with different issues, with different backgrounds, with different stories, with um, different uh, highlights of one week. It's the same calendar, but it's um, different reaction, different responses. And God, we thank you because everyone who is here present today, God, we thank you for you love them. Thank you, God, for um, for those who are confused, the people who are uh, going through emotions, God, people who are probably disappointed. Life is not going how they quite planned it to go. But we thank you, Holy Spirit, for you, you see them, God. And because of them, you are here, God. You have come because of them. We say thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for this is the beauty of your perfection. The fact that long before we ever even knew to call on your name, God, you are already calling us by our names, God. You've, you've called us by the name you give unto us, Holy Spirit. You've called us your children, your son, your daughter. God, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the word that you have for us, God, will change our lives and will cause a shift inside each and every one of us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. We give you praise, Father God. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Let's give God a big hand, everybody. <laughs> Glory to God. You may be seated. You may be seated in God's presence. Amen. I see, I see Victor in front. Victor looking, Victor looking very sharp. No worry, your feet, your foot will soon, your, your legs will touch the ground. <laughs> Amen. You'll grow older in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, just wanted to first welcome everyone to the house of God today. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Emmanuel. Uh, I think it was Charity who was asking for my name the other day. Uh, she's not even listening. Can you imagine? Charity. <laughs> yeah, you were asking for my name the other day. My name is um, Pastor Emmanuel. And I am privileged to leave to sorry to leave not leave to lead the enlightened church. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Um, before I go any further, I just want you all to like give uh, with a very sound round of applause. All right, my grandma is in the building. Let's give my grandma a very sound round of applause. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If I didn't do that, Jesus. Um, we've been on a series for the last couple of weeks, for the last five weeks now. And the name of the series has been Stronger Now. Amen. And that's the word God has given us for the year 2022, that in the year 2022, we will be stronger now. Amen. It means that, it means that whatever, whatever it is that we have been experiencing weaknesses, right? And probably financially, we've not just been strong enough. Maybe mentally, we, we, we are battling with so many things. We are even spiritually in our faith with God. Our faith with God has not been so strong and solid because we have been weak and we are struggling with so many things. But God has said in this year, 2022, we will be stronger now. Amen. Amen. So um, uh, we, we have gone through so many things. Uh, I remember some weeks ago, I think I, was, I brought my entire, the entire wardrobe in my house to this place. I was trying out different clothes. Amen. Last week, my leg was in water, literally describing how um, uh, God is calling us into the deep. Amen. And I said, the last time I saw my last week was into the deep. And um, I'm going to be preaching in a minute, in a minute right? And the, the passage I'll be preaching from is the same passage I read from last week. But the reason I am going back there is because um, it's not just about um, going into, it's, it's not just about the idea of the deep that we have, you know, like, uh, what's, some probably, I feel like some, somebody probably is even confused, like, what is the deep, Pastor Manu? You say go into the deep, go into the deep, but what is the deep, right? Uh, and the deep is simple, the deep is, the, is more of God. Right, I said I said this thing last week, right? That you, the, the reason God is calling us to leave the shallow water and to go into the deep is because there are no big fishes in shallow waters, right? You don't ever see a whale in a river or a stream, right? It doesn't happen like that. You only see whales in oceans and big seas in the deep. So the, whatever it is that you have been asking God for miracles, you've been asking God to perform in your life, you will not find their answers in shallow. Right? Only small, tiny tilapia fishes that cannot even, they are not sufficient for little Victoria in front here. That's only the thing you'll find in little shallow waters. 
right? And so God is calling us to leave the shallow and go into what? The deep. Amen. And this, this, today I would love to go back to the same book of Luke chapter 5. Um, if you have your Bible, fine. If you don't, just look to the screen. Luke chapter 5 and from verse 1. Luke chapter 5 and from verse 1. It says this. It says, One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Hey, yeah, I'll clap for my sister. My sister is working in the computer today. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Verse 5. Simon answered, Master, 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 we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Verse 6. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. I feel like God is going to pour some mighty blessing into someone's life this week, this year, that your nets will start to break. Amen. Amen. That you have no context for God's goodness. Amen. Amen. And uh, verse 6. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Verse 7, so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Verse 7 again, it says, um, so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Amen. Holy Spirit, let's bow our heads real quick and as I pray. Um, Holy Spirit, God, we ask God that you would... Um, be real to us, God. We have come to holy ground where you meet us one on one. God, we ask for that impact. We ask for your spirit, God. And we ask that, Lord, you eliminate every distraction and help our hearts to be focused on one thing, and that is you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. Glory to God. Um, okay, uh, let me start from here. Uh, how many of you have siblings at home? You have brothers, you have sisters at home. If you have siblings, let me see your hand. You have siblings. Amen. Glory to God. You have siblings. That's good. I love that. Amen. So I believe we all have siblings. Uh, a brother, a sister, or something. I have siblings, uh, in case some of you are wondering. Uh, I have siblings. I have two. One of them is literally is working the computer right now. This is like a miracle. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I have two siblings, a brother and a sister, and I love my siblings more than anything, right? I do not joke with my siblings. I've had them my entire life. If I could do something, if I could throw them away, I would have thrown them away, but I, don't, I can't throw them away, so I'm stuck with them forevermore. <laughs> Amen. I, I cannot throw my sister and my brother away, so we're stuck together forever. Amen. Uh, but I remember, I remember both of us growing up, uh, we had this, um, I, my siblings and I just, uh, we had this little thin growing up and it was okay because here's the thing my um my parents were, were we only got to see our parents right and talk with our parents for like five like four hours four five hours every day right the entire day because my parents were very busy they'll go to work in the morning come back late at night so we didn't get to see our parents until like maybe 6 p.m sometimes so we're just my siblings my brother my sister myself in the house morning till night Amen. So, um, if you ever had siblings, you know that you, if you ever had siblings and you, are, you were very close to your siblings, you know there's a thing called the, the sibling code, right? That's like a, the communication code where like you're in public and there's a way you communicate with your siblings that nobody around will know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what we, like, growing up, there's a way I would communicate with my siblings. For example, this is a story I believe, a kind of scenario I believe everyone should be able to like relate with. If you go to a party and they share food, right and maybe my parents are not there it's just myself and my siblings the next thing you see my, my siblings do is they look to me right and they don't and, and they ask me if they can eat the food but they don't ask with their mouths you know that thing where you, you look at someone and you, you tell the person like a whole story with just your eyes like the, my siblings look at me and like and from 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 where i am no matter how far i am even if i'm in, if I'm in america and our eyes meet i just just looking back i already told them what to do And, continues. and people will be like, when did you guys talk? Like, like, it's so crazy. Like, okay, imagine now. 
Now, I tell you, I, I talk about my siblings, I talk about signals, but the truth is that the person with the biggest, the person who is like, um, I believe, I, okay, let me say it this way, I believe my mother should be like, uh, should work in CIA or FBI. Like, I'm telling you, my, I can never forget, see, let me tell you something. If you have a mother, especially if you're black and you have a mother or you're a mother and you don't have the eye thing with your children, oh God of heaven. If you're in public and your mom and, and then they give you food, I can never, you know, the scenarios like when they, when they bring food to you and your mom, your, your mom and yourself, you go to maybe your, your mom's friend's house and your mom's friend brings food to you and uh, you look to your mom, can you eat it? And your mom gives you the no eyes. And then the person comes and says, eat your food now. Your mother will tell you, ah, come on, eat now, eat, eat this food. I look to your mother's eyes, but your mother's eyes is to say no, but her mouth is saying yes. <laughs> you know that kind of thing, like your mom's eyes are saying don't eat that food. But the eyes are saying, her mouth is saying yes. It's, come on, it's now. But don't you, don't you know your auntie again? It's the food. If you eat the food, talk. By the time you go home, just go prepare your, your, prepare your coffin just to make you die. <laughs> Amen. Like it's just the, the power of signals are so, signals are so powerful. Right? The way we communicate from when we were kids, like we've been exposed personally, I've been exposed to this word of signals. Right? Like there's a way you communicate with your siblings in public, there's a way you communicate with your mother in public, and this signal thing, this, it just, it's, it's, it's like saying so much and not saying anything at all. You feel me? Like you're saying so much, at the same time not saying anything. Your, your lips are not moving, your mouth is not moving, but your eyes are saying something. Like your mother's two blinks from your mother already, like it's a, it's a old novel, like the Bible part two. Your mother just blinks twice. That's the entire Bible. Amen. She's just like Genesis, Genesis to Revelation. Find yours. Find your square. Like, and, and what are signals? I'm saying signals. What are signals? Signals are simple. I believe signals are, according to my interpretation anyway, I don't care about, about any other dictionary, but according to my definition, signals are, are uh, things that can be seen or perceived that beckons the response. Signal, a signal is anything I can, that you can see or perceive, that's feel, and it beckons a response, that's initiates you to respond to it. If I'm in public, like I said, and my mom blinks to me, that is a signal. She gives me the signal, right, to either not do it or to do it. Right? Although she does not say it with her mouth, but I can see her do it, I can feel her doing it. The same way you can feel, if you, now my mom, for my mom, like, I, I can tell when my mom is angry without her saying anything. Like, I can be talking, trying to talk to my mom, but then there's a, if, I, if, if my mom gives me the look that she, the, the, you, know the, you know the look now, the Nigerian mother look. Like, you do, if your Nigerian mother gives you the, the look, you just know that, okay, no, no more, sorry, ma, no, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> like, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about, right? And, 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 and the same way with signals, right? When, when someone gives a signal, right, they expect a response. Right, so that a signal is anything that you can see, you can perceive, that beckons a response. And I, and I just I so love the, 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 the verse that we, we read earlier, because it says that Jesus was standing, okay, sorry, going back, going down straight to um, verse, verse um, 7, and that's like the parenthesis of my sermon today. It says, and so they signaled their partners in the other boat. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. I love it, I love it. The power of signals, power of signals. Signals are so powerful. Um, I said something last week. I said, um, because if I, I don't want to just jump into the word for today because I have to like go back last to last week so you can get to what I'm trying to say today. Um, last week we spoke about going to the deep, right? And uh, I discovered that I said two things. I said two things last week. I, I said um, there's a criteria or a prerequisite for anybody God will use. I don't know if you if you want God to use you. Let me show your hand. If you want God to use you, Amen. Good, good. You can drop it. Everybody wants God to use them, but the same way you cannot just go and apply for a job without having a certain uh, the, the required documents or having the required things necessary for you to process the job application. The same way with God. There is a prerequisite, there is a thing that you must meet or must have before, you can, before God can choose to use you. And last week I mentioned, I mentioned two, I said the first one is, you have got to be available. Bible says Jesus was standing on the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats sitting by the sea. Right, so the only reason Christ could meet with Peter that day was because Peter's boat was open for him. 
So if you want Christ to use, if you want God to use in any capacity, your first God to be what? Available. So I don't know, my question, my first question today will be, are you available? Can God use you? Do you have space for God? Or is your, is your mind, your heart so clogged with other things, right? They might, be, they might be reasonable, but when it comes to God, nothing is as reasonable as God. You feel me? Nothing is more important than God. I don't know if your mind has been clogged with different things last week, but I feel God saying you have to unclog your heart the same way you unclog your toilet. Pull the trash out. Because only then can you be available for God to use. God wants to use everybody, but God doesn't get to use everybody. Because not everybody is, is what? Available to God. And then I said this, because uh, when Jesus said, uh, because Jesus told the disciples, Jesus said, uh, after Jesus told Peter to go into the deep, he then said, cast your nets into the water. Throw your nets in the water and pull, 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 pull in your nets. And he didn't say more than that. Like, it's so crazy. Jesus did not say what to expect. He just said, put your nets in the water. That's it. Cast your nets into the deep, into the deep for a catch. catch it, throw your nets, rather, cast your nets into the waters for a catch. He didn't tell them what they were going to catch or how big the catch was going to be. Right? And, and look at Peter. Because I believe that Peter had every excuse in the book. Like, to, to tell Jesus, no. Like, Peter could have said something like, okay, first of all, Jesus, we don't fish during the day. Because we, we fish only at night, in the middle of the night, very early in the morning. Because at that time, the fishes are swimming closer, like, to the surface of the water. We don't, swim, we don't fish during the day. Because during the day, the fishes will go beneath, will go down. So, Jesus, so logically speaking, scientifically, scientifically speaking, we cannot catch any fish. Peter could have told Jesus that, but Peter did not say that. But instead, what did Peter say? Peter said, um, if you say so. Like, if you say that. I mean, master, he said, Master, I have taught, we have toiled all night for fishes, but we did not get any. But if you say so. And so I said this last week, I said the second prerequisite, the second um, um, requirement, if God can use you in this year and forever, after you have, the first, the first is you have got to be available. But it doesn't just stop there. The second one is what? You have got to be humble enough to obey. Humble enough to obey. Because God will not always, God will not always take us through familiar roads. I mean, sometimes when God leads us, it, it will not make sense. Right? But with God, it doesn't have to make sense. You have got to be humble enough to obey. You have got to be available to God. And you have got to be humble to obey. Humble enough to obey Him. And the reason God has not used some of us is because God knows that even though we say we are available, God use me, God use me. But the truth of the matter is, even if He wants to use us, our minds are so um, enlightened. Not, not our church, but like, like when you say you are so woke, you are so uh, 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 wise in your own way in your own eyes that you think that you are wiser than God. I mean, God, the reason God does not use, will not use some people is not because they are not available. It's because some of them are not humble enough to obey simple instruction. I mean, God didn't tell Peter to shout seven times for the fishes to come up. He said only one thing. I mean, it's so crazy. Some of the, some of the biggest miracles that has happened in the Bible happened because God gave a simple instruction. Moses, lift up your staff. Simple. David, five stones, one slingshot. No military training. God didn't say, Moses, shout, river, split. No. Elisha hits the sea with Elijah's clock. S like, simple, simple things. Like, not complicated. Simple instructions. Great miracles. But we want the instructions to be very logical. You want God to say, uh, you have to do it this way. And the way he appeals, to your, he appeals to your senses. But God, everybody, give my sister a big hand once again. She's doing a great job. She's doing a very great job. Amen. But that's not all. Because with God, it's not just... God's instructions are very simple sometimes. But, it's not, but the problem is not that God is not giving us instructions. It's because we're not just obedient enough. Some of us are stuck on, like, God, tell me what, God, what should I do next? God, what should I do next? But God is saying, I can't tell you what you are supposed to do next because the last thing I told you to do, you have not even done it. 
Some of us are asking God for the next level, next kind of job, next kind of connections in life. And God is, say, listen, I have to say this again. No request is bigger than what, than what God can answer. There is no prayer in the word, even if it is a very foolish one. Nothing is bigger than what God can do. So the problem really is not God, it's us. Because first of all, some of us are asking for things bigger than, um, th- th- some things that, have, um, that are bigger, let me say that, miracles that are bigger, and answers that are bigger than what our faith can carry. Some of us, especially for us, that are, for some of us that are still standing in the shallow waters, little waters, right? We're asking for big things. We're asking for will kind of miracles. But God cannot put a will in a river. Nothing, nothing in this world can make God put a will in a river. Except he wants to show you. Doesn't mean he cannot do it. He can, but he will not do it. Because if you really want the will kind of miracle, you have to do what? You have to go into the deep. Amen. Amen. And so God um, is saying that. Are you available? And are you humble enough to obey his instructions? The power of signals. I love signals because it's, it's, it's so crazy because I got to tell you this. Some people, right, no matter how many times you invite them to church, no matter how many times you preach to them, they will never come to church and they will never follow God until they see what God can do in your life. I don't know if that made sense. Some people will never, I mean never, serve God. Some people will never give their lives to Christ. Some people will never follow God, follow you to church. No matter how many times you invite them. If you invite them from today till thy kingdom come, they will never come until they can what? See what God can do in your life. And so it does not just stop at being saved for yourself alone. Because listen, uh, this is, this is the, and this is the truth, this is what God placed in my heart. God is about to pour great blessings into your lap that will overflow into your businesses it will overflow into your family it will overflow into your jobs it will overflow into your through your descendants even even guess what it will overflow even to the fact that unbelievers will come and benefit from it but like i said until you go into the deep you will not catch anything big and until you catch anything until you catch something big People will not believe the God you serve. Until people can see it. When I say catch something big, I'm not saying have big zeros in your account. No, 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 no. One of the biggest things you can catch is a changed person. If you are changed, the person they used to know, they, don't, they, they are seeing a different version of the person they used to know. That is probably the biggest thing. The biggest signal. Remember what I said? A signal is something you can see or perceive that beckons a response. Because we live in a world where everybody, uh, everybody, wants, everybody has some kind of expectation. People want to see um, what, God, what can God do in this person's life. What, like, you're asking me to come to church. I hear you, but really, what, what can your God do for me? Right? And I mean, it's not just because they, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, God can provide for you and all that. That's good. That's good. It's good to say God can provide. Right? But if they don't see him provide, how do you expect them to believe? I don't get, now listen to this is this is where I had to make a delineation real quick, a very very clear point. When I say um, people are looking to you, remember, listen, people are people want to believe God, but they cannot believe God if they don't see Him do things through you. You cannot say God is a God. You cannot say God loves people if you hate people. Did you get Did you get that? You cannot say God loves people if you hate people. You cannot say God um, cares for people if the only thing you do is gossip about people. Every slight chance you get. Have you heard the latest? Ha! You know heard the latest? <laughs> I, I she's pregnant now. <laughs> Thank God for my life. <laughs> but how do you expect people to, um, to see your God as good? When the only thing that comes out of your hands is bad. We are God's signals here on earth. Because God wants to make you stronger, right? And uh, God, wants, because God, will, God wants to build your strength to a point where people want to model their life after you. Or people want to model their Christian faith after you. People want to be like you. You know, people want to have relationships with God and with people to be like you. 
People want their marriage to be like yours. People want their jobs to be like yours. People want their results, their academics to be like yours. Like, that, that, that is what God wants to do in you this year and even the years to come. Amen. Where people will envy you. Amen. But listen to this and don't get me wrong because even, even the people of this world that are enviable in certain ways in certain spaces. I mean, every lady wants to be like Kim Kardashian. Every guy wants to be like Kanye West. Every man wants to be Barack Obama. Yes, we, America can be great again. Everybody wants to be like these people. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that um, this kind of, this one I'm talking about, I refer to is different. Like, isn't it crazy how, uh, listen to this, isn't it crazy how every, uh, like, every black person, no, sorry, not black, every burnt person, you know, there's a graduation. It's either you're black or you're burnt. Like, there's a graduation, there's some people who are really burnt, like, you planted I ate this afternoon. <laughs> I don't want to plant this afternoon, it was, like, really burnt. Uh, uh, but every, isn't it crazy how some people who are very burnt, right, they are, that like being burnt is like the qualification to be a model these days. Like if you want to be a model, just be black. Once you're black, good, you're, be a model. Come, <laughs> we're employing our agency. Like everybody wants to be a model these days. Amen. Like everybody wants to like model after someone. I mean, isn't it crazy how every black girl wants to be the Peter Youngo, like a, a black person who is making great waves abroad. Like, everybody wants to be the Peter Youngo. Then I'm not, of course, I'm not referring to uh, the or any other celebrities out there, but. I'm saying that people want to, um, people will want to model after your life. Because God wants, God will do certain things in your life, right? That will provoke, let me say it that way, that will provoke people to desire what you have. Amen. God will do certain things in your life that will provoke people to desire, to, you know, to want to have the stuff that you have. And the problem is not, the problem is not that, um, the problem is not that God cannot do it. The problem is just that you are, are you even available for him to use? Are you in the deep yet? Are you in the deep or you're still standing in the shallows expecting God to do great miracles that the shallows cannot, cannot uh, contain or carry? It's like a kiddie pool. I mentioned a kiddie pool yes, last week. A kiddie pool is a swimming pool made for children. The main point of that swimming pool is for the children to be safe. And some of us, that's how our Christianity looks like. Kiddie pool Christianity. Where, the, we, where we, are, we are only close to God, we are only close to God where it's safe. Like we want to be safe. Like I'm not saying protection, no, no, no. I'm talking about like we don't want to like go out of our comfort zones and do stuff for God. But we want everything to come and meet us. Like we are, we are okay, we're just praying for God to provide the food we're going to eat tomorrow morning and that's all. Pray to God, Lord, we are going out. God, don't let us die. Don't let any trailer eat us or something like that. That's the, that's the height of our spirituality. Amen. But it is deeper than that. Everybody say it's deeper than that. People of this world are enviable in certain spaces and situations. But what differentiates, right, really is this. When Peter, um, when Peter, could you go back to that verse in uh, uh in the book of Luke, we earlier, Luke 5, 7. Luke 5, 7. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Can you put it up? There's something I want to show you because um, after, Jesus, after Jesus performed the miracle and the disciples caught a great harvest of fishes. Remember that verse? I think that was like verse uh, 4, if I'm not mistaken. The, the fishes were so great that the disciples caught. And uh, Jesus then spoke to... Okay, let me just open it here. Jesus then spoke... I mean, I said Jesus, I'm sorry. Uh, Peter, Peter, after he saw what had happened, look at, look at that verse in verse, verse 7. Verse 7, yeah. It says, when they had done, sorry, so they signaled their partners in the other boat. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat. Listen, um, what differentiates this one, right, from the other models I was referring to earlier? What differentiates this one is this. When Peter called the other disciples, and by the way, do you know, and this is a very crazy fact, Bible never recorded that Peter called them with his mouth. Bible says Peter what? Signaled. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Peter did not call them like, hey, John, James, no, no, no. Peter signaled. He blinked. He nodded. Like, Peter signaled. And I'll tell you this, because it's crazy how the enemy understands the power of signals more than we children of God. Because though everything in this world has signals. Listen to me carefully. Everything in this world has signals. 
And like I said, a signal is what you can see or perceive that beckons a response. Everything in this world, what, has a signal. From the music you listen to, right? So I don't, that's why I, I don't know how you expect to grow in your, in, your, in your faith, but the only thing you listen to or you watch are trash, is trash music and trashy movies. Right? Those things are sending signals, and they expect a response. And guess what the response is? The response is going to be more of your flesh. You expect to grow in your spirit, but then you're only feeding your flesh. You're sending signals to your flesh. Guess what? Your flesh will respond. I don't know if you're catching what I'm saying. Like, the, the only, have, you, have, you, have you ever experienced something like this? When you walk into a room and someone is acting funny. They did not tell you that they're angry at you, but you can tell that they're acting in a very stupid way. And immediately you, ch- ch- you change your own, like you change your, 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 the way you are. Your countenance changes and you're also angry at them. Like, she didn't, they didn't tell you anything, you didn't tell them anything, but you're both angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there, was, there was no exchange of words, but then you're angry because the other person was appeared angry. That the other person sent signals to you that they are angry. And then you also responded with anger. That's why I said signals are things you can see or perceive that beckons a response. So the same way, this world is filled with signals. I don't know if you understand this. This world is filled with many signals. Right? From the friends we keep, everything in this world has signals. The same way our mobile phones have signals or pick signals. That's the same way our heart picks signals too. The world is surrounded by so many signals and the enemy understands this thing. That's why the devil does not come to you appearing as the devil. Because if he did, you will know, that you, you will know, you will know it was him and you will chase him away. So when the enemy appears to, he appears in front of people that you know. Like, have you, if you've ever seen the devil here, let me show you your hand up. Nobody. Good. But you, have you seen people who, um, who should go to hellfire? <laughs> like, people who, <laughs> like, they don't deserve heaven. <laughs> I mean, so like, the enemy sends signals to us. I was, telling, I was telling my sister before we started service. I said, listen, when God, wants to, uh, when God wants to use you to change some people's lives, the enemy is not going to sit somewhere clapping and happy and celebrating that he's about to lose his soul. Instead, the enemy, will, and the enemy will not come and attack you directly because he knows that you're of God. So you know what the enemy does? He uses the person God wants to use you to change, to provoke you. He uses them to offend you. God uses those people to send those signals to your mind. And before you know, you block people God wants you to help. Is this making sense? The power of signals. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, but every, everything, everything has signals. You don't, like, there's some things you don't need to say, but people can feel, people can grasp. You feel me? Like, people can grasp what you're, what you're trying to say, even without saying anything. And that's the power of signals. And, and but, but what differentiates this signal I'm talking about from the other signals is this. When Peter signaled the other disciples, guess what? And listen to this carefully. Peter was not signaling them or calling the other disciples to himself. Rather, he was pointing them to Jesus. Listen again, I'll say it again. When Peter called the other disciples, he did not call them to himself. When Peter signaled the other disciples, he did not signal them to himself or to, to the wealth of his pocket or to the goodness of his character. No, no, no. Instead, he pointed them to Jesus. And you, you will understand in a minute. When Peter signaled, like I said, every signal it can be seen or perceived, but every signal beckons what? A response. When Peter called the attention of the other disciples, he was not calling them to himself. He was calling them to the man who spoke the word. Peter was calling these people to the man that spoke the word. Peter was calling the disciples. He was signaling the disciples, not to himself. Uh Uh-uh. Peter was signaling the disciples to come and see the one. God, Peter was signaling, Peter signaled the other disciples to the goodness, to come to the goodness and grace of God. To the, great, good, to, 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 to the blessings of, of God. Right? And that's what we exist to be as Christians. Right? That's why I said all that to say this. We exist as signals. God's signals here on earth. God is using us to affect and to talk to other people. Amen. You know how they say that, uh, I heard this thing said one time, and it was that um, as a Christian, um, your life should 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 say less and show more. 
like it's not about it's, just, it's not just about how many things you can say to get people convinced that Jesus is real it's do you show it amen, amen. so when Peter signals the other men he was not signaling he was not signaling them to himself he was calling the attention to Jesus like I mean we, 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 you know it's not just it's not just okay or sufficient to um to share tracts or, or flyers during the week and get tell people to come to church. No. Can people see the power of God you're inviting them to man, made manifest in your life? Is it evident in your life that you have met God? Is it evident? It, it's, it's crazy, but it's crazy true. Like, and I don't think I need to like I don't think I need to remind you that here on earth, right, we are God's biggest signals to the unsaved world. Because we're not, I need to say this, right? Because I said it last week and I have to say, I have to say it again. If, so, some people, and, and let me tell you, reason some people will never go into the deep with God, right? Is because, and this is why some people will forever remain in the shallow is because their goal or the goal for them is heaven. Listen to me carefully. You might, never, you might have never heard this in your life, but listen to me. Heaven is great. Heaven is where we all are going to. But heaven is not the primary goal. Heaven is secondary. Here's why I say heaven is secondary. Because if heaven was primary, the moment all of us said yes to Jesus, I accept Jesus into my life, guess what? God should have taken all of us. Like if the moment we said, yes, Jesus, I surrender all, the moment, that moment you'd have seen like a beam from heaven just like shine on you and then you're just going like, oh, like every time. But no, 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 no. The reason God does not take you to heaven, the moment you get saved, is because the, the real job is here on earth. I remember praying to God one time, I was, I was like, you God, can you just... Can you just take me away? Can I, I, I wasn't praying to die, but I was praying that God should take me. Like this world, so much suffering. God, just take me to heaven. There's gold in heaven and all that. But then I felt God speak back to me. Like, and I said this. Because here, even in heaven, there's a reward system in heaven. The same way we have reward systems, and like that's salaries and wages and all that, here and, here and bonuses, here on earth. The same way we have in heaven. And that's why Jesus, God said this way, that when you get to heaven, everybody will be rewarded according to their works. Where? Is the work in heaven? No, no, no. The work is here on earth. Like, I wouldn't want to go to heaven, even if I'm wearing a flowing gown that's sweeping on the ground. And my head is just there, like that. Like, probably, probably not, I probably don't even have air in heaven. God forbid, but I probably need to have air in heaven, if it is permitted. But, and I see my mates, so people who are not even, are not up to me in whatever thing, having crowns on their heads. Having crowns that are decorate, decorated with stars on their head, on their heads. I mean, it, it, it's not just. It does not stop at um, just being saved. Like I said, the, the the shallow waters, the little is when you get saved. Salvation in shallow waters. But God does not want you to stop there. If you only got saved because you wanted to go to heaven, great. That's a good reason to go to get saved. That's not a sin. It's not an offense. But you should know that it does not. It does not. That there is no magic. There is something that needs to be done here on earth. And like I said, we are God's signals. People are watching us. People who are supposed to be saved are watching us. How do we position, position and portray the God we say we serve here on earth? If we really want to change the world, we start here. Amen. So um Peter signaled. Peter signaled the, the other disciples and said, Hey, come. Come and see. But he didn't say with his mouth. He signaled the other disciples to come and see. And guess what, everybody? Listen to this, everybody. Um, Peter, you might not believe this, but according to Luke's account, Peter, Peter was the main reason, right, that James and John ever got to meet Jesus. I'll say that again. Peter was the main reason James and John ever got to meet Jesus. Because um, when Peter signaled um, the other disciples, like I said, he did not signal them to himself. 
Peter could have caught those fish and kept his mouth shut. Go home straight. And tell, every, and tell everybody he did it on his own. But then he signaled the men to Jesus. Right? And the, every, I, want just, I said all that to say this. Everything God wants to do in your life, from the littlest to the biggest, is not for you alone. God does not bless selfish people. I say that again. God does not bless selfish people. One more time. God does not bless selfish people. Because the only reason God is blessing you is not for you alone. It's so that others can see that God really is a God, our God is a God that blesses. So other, other people can see God through you. And so if you're so selfish with God's goodness, He would not see any reason to bless you in the first place. I don't know if you're catching that. And so what? Peter what? Peter signaled. There's a, there's, there's a, uh, a, a verse I want to read to you now. A passage actually. The book of John chapter 4. Um, in the book of John chapter 4, there was a woman. Um, the Bible does not put her name. Because I believe the woman is like every one of us. She's called the Samaritan woman. Right? Um, very, one sunny afternoon, she came um, to get water. She came to fetch water at the well. And then she met Jesus there because she was very thirsty. When I say thirsty, I'm not just referring to the fact that she needed water to drink. I'm saying she was thirsty inside for something only God could give her. And I feel like some of us have been like that. We've been thirsty. You know, the same way you're thirsty, you want to drink water. The same way some of us have been thirsty for peace. Some of us have been thirsty, we just want to be happy. Some of us have been thirsty, like life is not going how we want it to go. Some of us have been thirsty for a normal life, for a great life. Like, do I have two heads? Like, how come every other person is doing great but me? We are thirsty for something. Some of us are just thirsty for peace. Some of us are thirsty in our finances. We are thirsty for something. And guess what? Christ came to meet her. The same way God has come to meet you today. Amen. 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 And after Christ and heart had the discussion, um, something, something wonderful happened. I, I, I won't tell you. Um, I, think that was a, I think that's a Luke 4, verse 28 to uh, 29. If, you have, if you're with your Bible, just open it. Luke 4, 28 to 29. It says this. Then, leaving our water jar, this is after, by the way, this is after Jesus and the woman spoke. When they finished speaking, guess what happened? Um, then, leaving our water jar, water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and what? See. Do you see that? Come, see. Signal. Remember, the woman said to the people, Do what? Come and what? Come on, let me read this on the screen, for goodness sake. I want us to read together and I want us to be very active right now. The woman said to the people, come, see. let's say it together, amen. Come what? See. Come what? See. What's the word I like there? Come, see, signal, 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 signal. The woman said, come, see. A man who told me everything I ever did. Come and see the goodness of God. And guess what? The woman who was thirsty left a water jar. She had not even gotten, she had not had the chance to fetch water yet. Because the real thirst had been quenched by meeting Jesus. And she could go into the entire village and tell everybody, give everybody the signal, come and see. Come and what? Come and see. Because God wants to, God wants to use you to bring people to him in this year. Because of you, some people will say, I never believed in God. But because of your faithfulness. Because of how I saw you. Listen, when I say faithfulness, some of us are assuming some spiritual because you pray so much. No, 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 no. Some people will come and tell you that, hey, I got saved. The reason I got saved or I chose Jesus is because I've never seen anybody love people like you. I've never seen people give to other people like you. I've never seen people show care like, show care like you. I've never seen people not gossip about people, even when they have the rights and the chance to, like you. We are God's billboards. We are showing, we are sending signals to the world that come and see a great God. But how do you send signals to the world when you don't even represent the signal well? I don't know if this is translating to everybody. God wants to do so much in you. And because, because Peter was able to call the other disciples to, to come, and sharing God's goodness. 
Peter was able to signal to the other disciples and not stay stingy and not keep his mouth shut because of when God blesses him. Unlike how some of us act. The moment God blesses us, we don't go to church anymore. We don't, people don't see you around church. In fact, you change your SIM, you break your SIM card. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> you break your SIM card because you don't want people to call you and ask you for money. And you, you, don't even, you, don't even, you break your SIM card so the pastor does not call you because you're assuming the pastor wants, wants you for your money. Rotten mentality. But because Peter was able to call the other disciples to come and share in God's goodness. And some of y'all, and this is, and this is, some of y'all, the reason God has not answered the prayer you have been praying, the reason God has not made you wealthy yet, because some of us have been asking God for money. Right? I mean, it's okay if you ask God for money. It's not a sin. The Bible does not say the love of money is evil. I mean, the Bible doesn't say money is evil. The Bible says the love of money. That's why you prioritize money over God. That's evil. That bursts evil only. So let's not misquote it. It's good to have money. But listen, listen. Some of you, the reason God has not given you the money you've been praying for, or given you the answers you've been praying for, is this. Because God knows, and this, listen to this closely and carefully. God knows that if he answers, because he can, like I said, God can answer, can answer you. There's no prayer request that is bigger than God. But the reason God has not answered is because he knows that if he does what you are asking, you will pocket the glory. The reason God chose Peter was not, was not just because he was available or humble enough to obey. It was because God knows, God saw this, Christ saw this in Peter. And this is the third requirement, if you want God to ever use you. This is the third requirement. I said you have to be what, first available, then you have to be humble enough to obey. Now this is the third requirement. If you ever want God to use you, you have to know that God gets the glory. Because God will put you in places, people will want to be like you, people will want to, people will ask you, what's the secret? God gets the glory. The only reason, one of the third reason Christ could choose Peter was because Peter knew how to not pocket the glory. Rather, points to Jesus. That's why I said Peter did not signal the other disciples to himself. Uh-uh. He signaled them back. To Jesus. And so that's the third that's the third prerequisite. If you want God to ever use you, if you want God to use you this year, 2022, if you want God to use you, you have to learn, you have to know rather who gets the glory. Because if you're fond of pocketing the glory, God won't bless you. Bible says this, Bible says God God looks at a, a man proud in his heart from a distance. God loves you, but he hates pride. And the moment you try to share in God's glory, that means you're trying to tell God that you're, you need all of this on your own. God told, God told Gideon, hey, listen, Gideon, it's cool, and I want you to go and defeat the Midianites. But if you go with 33,000 men, huh? these 33,000 men will think that they were able to win because they had strength. And so I'm going to reduce your number from 33,000 to only 300. And you're going to have to fight against probably 7,000 men. 300 men against 7,000. You see how impossible that is. That's the exact same reason why God has not given you everything you, you want right now. And so when what, you want, what you, when what you want comes eventually, you know that you couldn't have gotten any of those things on your own strength. I don't know if you're catching that. Yeah. that the reason sometimes we have limited resources as a church, we should have certain things. But the reason God does not give us all of those big things yet is because he knows if he gives them to us, we would think we're very smart and we're able to walk our way through or we're able to connect with people. That's why we could get those things. But genuinely, God knows that um, with little, we will learn to appreciate much. <laughs> Amen. If you've never been low before, you will never appreciate the mountaintop. If you've never been in the valley, you will never appreciate the mountaintop. And that is why, that's why God created Sundays. And that's why Sunday is the first day on our calendar every day, every week. The first day of the week. It's simple. Because what you get on Sunday is supposed to last you through on Monday. Through to the next Sunday. I don't know if you're getting this. Like, what you receive from God on Sunday is supposed to be evident on Monday. It's supposed to be, ev it's supposed to be obvious on, on Tuesday when that person talks to you badly. The goodness of God you have, you have experienced on Sunday is supposed to be made evident on Tuesday. I don't know if you're catching that. The reason Sunday is first is not just because it's not a coincidence on our calendar. No, no, no. The reason God put Sunday first is so 
on Friday, when you feel depressed, when you, feel, when you are not happy in your spirit, you have something to draw from. It's so, it's, it's, so Sunday is like a mountaintop moment for your values. Because mo- Monday can be your value. Tomorrow someone might provoke the hell out of you, you feel like killing them. But please don't kill. That's why, that's, why, that's why you're here today. Because God wants to feed you enough to sustain you during these days. Because some people, let's be honest with ourselves, after uh, the Bible, Bible passages we read today, they might never open their Bible till next week Sunday. But God will still keep on protecting them. <laughs> Amen. God is just so good. That's why we should never take God's goodness for granted. And we should learn that whenever God blesses us with anything, even the littlest of all things, it's not for ourselves. It's so others can see that God is good. I would say taste and see that the Lord is good. I believe that's Exodus 14. Taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. And um, so the third prerequisite is know, whoever will be used by God knows that God gets the glory. Because everything we do here on earth, like I said, we, like, like I said, signals, every signal should point not to ourselves, but to God. And I'm praying openly, God, that whenever, at any point, if I ever start to point the glory to myself, as you continue to um, grow your church and all that, if I ever, God, I'm praying this publicly in front of everybody, if I ever take the glory to myself, God, take me out of the picture. Because if you try to take the glory for a minute, God does not, God despises it. Because you are not, you're not built to handle the glory of God. You're not built to, 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 to handle something like that. So even if someone gets saved through you, don't think I saved them. If someone tells you tomorrow that they stopped sinning, don't think it was by your power that you could do any of those things. If you go home today and God provides for you tomorrow, don't think you are smart enough. Don't think you know how to position yourself right. Because anything outside God is sin. So if you did it outside of God, you sin to get it. And I have to say this also. Because people assume, you know, we'll be, uh, this is not part of my sermon anyway, but there's a thing we do this, in this time where we are like, we say, uh, 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 God, 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 is, God blessed me, God blessed me with this car, God blessed me with this thing, God blessed me, God blessed me. But the truth is that we sin to get those things. Whatever you sin for is not God's blessings. God's blessing. Whatever you sin to get, God did not bless you with it. If you had to sin to get it, if you had to lie to get it, if you had to change figures to, to, to get it, if you had to sleep with anybody, if you had to deceive anybody to get anything, that's not God's blessing. You feel me? Because remember what we read. God, Christ gave Peter the instruction. Go into the deep. Cast your nets out. And haul in a great harvest of fishes. Right? Christ gave Peter the instruction. Peter was obedient enough to listen. And there came the result. Amen. But if Peter, for one minute, tried to take the glory to himself, he wouldn't have been enlisted at all. Amen. Amen. And so we talk about Peter. We talk about Peter, Peter sinking, Peter losing faith. You must have heard the story. Uh, Peter sank in the water. Uh, when Christ said, Peter, come and meet me, Peter sank. Peter denied Jesus three times. We talk about all of those great, we talk about all of those scary moments in, in, in memory. But we never talk about the fact that Peter was actually the reason through which some people got to meet Jesus. Let me tell you something. You are the reason some people will, will know God. Right? And you don't have to, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to like wear a suit and tie. Thank God I'm not even wearing a suit and tie. But you don't have to wear a suit and a tie for people to believe in your God. Wherever, wherever God places you, in your business, in your, in your academics, in your school, in whatever, wherever, I miss your friends, wherever God places you, shine there. Shine there. The only, wherever God puts you, he wants you to do what? To shine. So shine. And you're not shining your own name. Uh-uh. You're shining the name of Christ. So you're pointing to who? Not me. You're pointing to God. So it is not by my power that I did it. I am not here because I, knew, I know the Bible very well. 
I am not here because I am very small. I am only here because God put me here. And God who put me here can in one second take me out. The same God who is going to elevate you can in, in, one, in one fell swoop take you out of the picture. So God gets what? The glory. And today being the last day in this my series, in, my, in, this, my, uh, in this our Stronger Now series, um, I don't want you to, I want you to know that although the series ends, but the life in this series has only begun. Everything you have learned over the last five weeks, so if today is your first time here, we love you, we celebrate you, amen. Thank you, yeah. But if, even if this is your first time here, this series ends today, but this is where it actually starts from. Will you go and change the world? Because listen, we assume that you only need big things to change the world, but listen, you can change the world in a very small room. The person who created, created the light bulbs in this room right now was, was not standing in the market square trying to fix it, trying, telling everybody to come out. No, no, no. In a very small room, with a very small level of influence, with a very small level of influence. Like you, like my barber is here in front, right? I love the guy. He's a very great guy, right? Any small chance I get, and if, 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 I, if I swing by his place, we, we sit down, we talk, and the very first day, it's crazy, but the very first day I met my, my barber, we literally, we had this conversation and he was telling me about the story and his background, if I'm not mistaken. And <clears throat> from places like that, from places like that we met and before we know we connected. And he's here today. Amen. But I have to say, if, if I had blocked him out and if I had said that um, the preaching the gospel is only meant for uh, Christian circles, then probably he wouldn't be here today. The same way God wants to change people's lives through you. Everyone in this room has an has influ, has influence. You have the power to change the world. We all have the power to change the world. God has given us the power to change the world. But who, who, who to who, unto whom? Let me say it that way. Are we? Because I was like, for whom, whom, whom? But unto whom are we pointing? The signal is it pointing towards us or towards God? And I think I don't think I need to like. I don't think I need to like say, but in case, yeah, let me say, I, I believe that if you really, if you really want to point people to, to Christ, like, you, you, don't expect to, you don't expect to wear something that does not glorify God and expect for God to get the glory. I'm not saying don't dress nice. I'm not saying don't appear nice. I'm not saying don't wear, have good clothes or whatever. But you don't expect to, you, can, you, can, you cannot tell me that you are a Christian and you're pointing people to Christ when you are, everybody can see that you're wearing the most expensive boxer shorts in the world. Because your trousers are below your, your bum line, <laughs> your waistline. And you can tell me that you can tell me that you're pointing people to Christ if every, everything people can see is the cleavages. Like they can't see God, they can see the cleavages. Like we can see something at least. If at all we want to really point people to, to Christ, it's not, just on, it's not just going to be on Sundays. On Mondays, on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, even Saturdays. Even Sunday nights. We are Christ's billboard. Everywhere we go to, people are, want to see God in us. Amen. Amen. People must see God in us. There's a passage, uh, I believe it's the book of, uh, is it Ephesians? It says, no, sorry. Uh, it's either Ephesians or Corinthians, I believe. Um, it says that we are Christ's masterpiece. We are Christ, Christ's masterpiece. And actually, the, the Greek word is actually the word poema. From the word, from, that's where we get the word poem, poem and poetry. And so the meaning of that verse is we are God's poetry in motion. Meaning wherever, everywhere we go as believers, we are supposed to show, we're supposed to send the signals out that come and see a man I did not know who has told me about myself. Amen. We're supposed to, amen. If you want to clap, you can clap. Amen. If you, if you really want to show God, right? You don't just, it's like I said, talk less. Christians need to start talking, you need to start talking, we need to start talking less and start showing more. We need to start talking less and start showing more that really I am a child of God. Talk less, show more. Not, don't, it's not just in your words. It's not just in your words. It's, it's not just by the fact that you're a Christian or you write God first. I mean, you see Christians who write God first on WhatsApp, who post, who post the Bible scripture every day. They, post, they write God first on WhatsApp, on their bio, on Instagram. But the real truth is God is not first. Money is first. Truth is, money, God is not first. For some people, sex is first. 
And so it's not just about, like I said, it's not just about what we write and what we make people see. It's genuinely it's what we show that can change the world. That's how we change the world. What we show. The signals we send. The signals we send. And guess what? After Peter um, called those disciples, he did not stop there. After Peter signaled those men, he didn't stop there. Because the disciples Peter went and called, guess what? Guess what they did? They went and called more people. The, Peter, the disciples Peter signaled the, that day. You remember, you remember in Luke 5? The disciples Peter signaled that day went and did what? Called and signaled other people to Christ. The same people, the same Peter who denied Christ, right? Went and signaled those people, those other disciples, and said, Come and see the goodness of God. Right? And those people Peter signaled to, guess what? They also went and said, signaling to more people. Because this thing spreads. But listen, listen to this. And I should have said this earlier, but thank God I remember now. Some people or someone's belief in God is hinged on your obedience to go into the deep with God. Some people will never, like I said earlier, some people will never follow God until they see what God can do in your life. So we are God's poetry in motion. The world is waiting for us. The world is on the lookout for us. And that is how we change the world. That is how we grow strong. We do it one heart, one heart at a time. We live our lives as billboards for people to come to the knowledge of the goodness of God. Now that, that is the God signal. That's the title of my sermon today. As I wrap up the series, the God signal. The God signal. The God signal. It's not to us. We're not pointing to ourselves. We're pointing to whom? To God. And everything we do, our lives are like, are like frequencies, signals, sending messages that, that, that are not even vocal. They are real messages that cannot even be expressed in words. Our lives are, give, our lives are sending out these messages. And so, some people will never come to Christ until they see Christ in you. Some people will never believe that God has changed, that God can change their lives because God has not changed yours yet. <laughs> Did you catch that? Some people will never believe God can change their lives until God changes yours first. Like how do you say God can change your life, your lives, when you're, you have nothing to show for, for it? I mean, I'm not, saying, like, I'm not saying you have to be rich to preach to other people. No, 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 no. That's not the point. As a matter of fact, Christianity is not built off of wealth. Don't forget, we have a God who owns all silver and all gold. And all, all of gold is, is His and all of silver. He's a blesser. And so I'm not referring to material blessings. I'm talking about the real blessing, the real one, internal blessing. The satisfaction, that infilling. Christ did not give that woman a cup of water. He gave her the water of life. And Christ wants to do the same thing through you. And that's why I said, we are the God signal. We are the God signal. Let's be on our feet and bow our heads. Holy Spirit, God, thank you. I just want you under your breath right now to just talk to God. Say, God, anyway I have not been emitting the right signals, anyway people have not been seeing the God signal in my life, I have been sending signals of pride, of lust, of, of sin and whatever. Holy Spirit, forgive me. God, help me. Help my life to reflect the God signal the God signal, the one that can change this world. The signal that will not point people to myself or to you, oh God. The God signal. I just want, I want us to be on our feet and pray this prayer. Come on, let's do that. The God signal. The God signal. The God signal. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. In Jesus' name. Now, I just want you to listen to this, right? I said that God has called us to go into the deep.
So no more shallow for anybody here. Please don't stay in the shallow anymore. The real blessing is not where you are standing, the shallow. It's in the deep. God is calling you into the deep. And what is the lead, Pastor Emmanuel? More of God. More of God. More of God. That's what the deep represents. More of God. So Holy Spirit, God, we surrender our lives to you, Holy Spirit. We want to be Christians who are not just Christians by tag or title, but Christians in character, Christians at heart. Not people who will, who will shy away from talking about you. Not people who will embrace gossip instead of graceful conversations. Not people who will, do, who will talk people down and tear people, tear people down with their words, God. Instead, people who will build people up, build people's faith and confidence, give them courage up to do the right things, God. We want to be your God signal here on earth. We want to shine, God. Your word says to arise and shine. For our light has come. I think the third verse says this. It says, Gentiles shall come to your light. And Gentiles are unbelievers. They shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. God, this is the word that you, the word that you have spoken, God. And God, we believe you. Lord, help our lives to radiate the God signal. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. Be exalted, Father God. May your name and your salon be praised. In Jesus.